The Nancy Holthus interview edition of the Notorious OTV on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I've got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. I got ice all over my body looking like a snowman. Big rocks in the grill dancing like a slow jam. My chain's so heavy, I'm walking like an old man. Try me, you and for, you know, time is dwindling down where I can actually wish this to people. But happy month of pop and Lottober, folks. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm not even going to waste time with, uh, you know, what I usually do. Musings where I just give you funny, funny things that happen throughout my day. Uh, today's guest is about as Oakland as they come. She's a Hot Springs native. She's the host of Dawn at Oakland. She's a racing analyst and paddock reporter for Oakland Park. And some have called the queen of Oakland Park. It's a huge honor for me to welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Nancy Yuri Holthus. Nancy, welcome to the show. Well, it is an honor to be here. It's, uh, you know, I, I a little bit of administrative stuff. I have to get out of the way first. Uh, I I've decided there's a question that I have to ask of all my guests whenever they join. Um, Which would you rather fight? One horse-sized squirrel or 100 squirrel-sized horses? So having listened to previous episodes, Mm -hmm. I know the normal answer. um, And I know a lot of people say 100 horse-sized squirrels, but I like a challenge. Okay. I say a horse-sized one horse-sized squirrel. Okay. I I, I like that you're thinking outside the box. I will say it's it's still incorrect. I, I do think that a, 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 you know, horse-sized squirrel eventually takes over the United States, if not all of North America. Is there a right answer for that question, though, Chase? Really, no. No. <laughs> um, with most questions I ask, though, you'll find that that's really it's, – it's a really damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of situation <laughs> – and I guess it's, uh, you know, people who are listening, if you're not Arkansans, uh, please uh, excuse us as we're familiarizing ourselves with each other here. Uh, where'd you go to high school, man? You know what? I am a proud alumni of Lake Hamilton. Oh, dang. You're one of them wolves then. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Proud wolf. I am. Yeah. That's that's the, I feel like that's one of the most Arkansas questions. Actually, I'm going to hit you with the most Arkansas question. Um, so my mom's name is actually Nancy as well. Do you guys know each other? Not to my knowledge. That is correct. 
I, I do have I do have I think seven Nancys in my contact list on my cell phone. Nice. But I don't think your mom is one of them. No, I I have a theory that we know everyone in the state, but it's like it's visual. It's not by name. It's like you've you've seen everyone in the state at least once and, and I, recognize them for some reason. Yeah, I think in Arkansas it's like a, maybe a half degree of separation. Yeah to the six degrees everywhere else in the world so yeah it's, it's a very condensed environment yeah it's uh but the good news is like you know if we wanted to get into hollywood we can use that half degree to just shoehorn <laughs> our way directly in um so you're third generation in the thoroughbred racing game here i i mean you're married to a trainer uh you put in time even still with the with the nph stables which if you guys you guys need a horse named doogie named doogie hauser i've i've decided um <laughs> you're so very well ingrained into like the fabric of horse racing that i think the you know instead of asking you know how'd you get into horse racing the more interesting question to me is if you weren't in horse racing what do you think you would be doing now like what what direction do you think your life would have taken um i'm a huge fan of mixed martial arts and combat sports okay kind of dabbled in that for a little bit um potentially be working in that field or, and I know this sounds a little morbid, maybe a funeral director. Okay. <laughs> That's I, what the other family did. I, I'm actually far less disturbed by that than most people would think. I had an ex-girlfriend that, that, that was her goal. Uh, she wanted to be, she wanted to be a mortician. I was like, I think you just want to, I, I think for her is more of just like a weird abuse power thing. Just a guess, just a feeling based off of how that, <laughs> all uh ended um so why 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 specifically the funeral director do you think um it's interesting because i got into horse racing one of my, one of my grandfathers was uh a trainer jockey all of that mm -hmm. entailed and the other grandfather uh you know many years back in the day it, they were not only the funeral director but they were the ambulance driver, the life insurance salesman, kind of everything that encompassed in small towns in Arkansas. So right. I, and you take those those aptitude tests in high school that tell you what you'd be good for. Strangely enough, one was funeral director. I, you know, because I if you did know the answer, I was going to offer to just full on guidance counselor help you like work back to like what your, <laughs> you know, your alternate timeline career exactly. would have been. Uh, but it's funny that you mentioned that because I thought about like the time that I had to take that test in high school and like, I did everything within my power for it to say like park ranger. Like, so, you know, just like, do you like, you know, sitting in the top of towers and looking for fires, you know, on a scale of one to 10, it was a hell yeah for me. Yep. It's, it's still, it was like, uh, oh yeah, you should be uh middle management. It's like, great. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so one of my favorite times of year is the 30 minutes before the Oakland meet starts. And then the 30 minutes after the first race runs, okay. because the first 30 minutes of that time is people on Twitter professing their love of Oakland and how they've been waiting all year for this. And then the 30 minutes after is the same people rage quitting Oakland after a long <laughs> shot wins the first race. What do you think makes Oakland park just such a tough track to, to handicap and a tough track to bet? You know what? I think part of that is because you have such a melting pot of horses. 
you have horses that have just competed at, you know, one of the top tier circuits in Kentucky, and then not to, you know, bash any circuits or anything, because they're all amazing, but you also have those, those maybe lower level horses coming up from, you know, some of the smaller tracks in Louisiana or yeah. you know, mid-level at Remington, and they're all competing against each other. And a lot of times it's, it's not the best horse that won. It's the best horse that day. Yeah. I think that's a lot of different scenario. It's, it really is kind of a melting pot of, of horses, horse talent, horsemen, you know, so it's a, that definitely makes Oakland unique. I, I kind of, that's sort of the same thing that I've said for, uh, for a long time is that, especially if you are a track circuit snob, if you will, like if you're the kind of person likes to play Naira, but won't bet the park shipper, then you're probably going to have a a rough time betting, you know, Oaklawn, if you're only going to bet Kentucky, you know, uh, Churchill Downs and and Keeneland shippers. Um, What's really, and I'll have to get your opinion on this is I've got this weird take on the track, like bias, like it's such, it's the most like, violently bipolar it seems like of, of like any of the the tracks that i know uh i seriously i graphed it one time and it seems like the way it always starts right so the way the track bias starts and the way it finishes is going to be the completely opposite and then the next day it's going to start like it finished and then it's going to go to like the complete opposite like if it's like a bias to the rail it's going to finish out towards the middle of the track like uh how right am i am i right tell me i'm right a brilliant analysis and one of the things i kind of got into the habit of doing when i get ready to handicap say that day's card and you know finalize my numbers i'll look at the previous day's charts see if it if those horses went gate to wire or if they were coming from off this pace um and a lot of times it it kind of like you said starts out the first maybe four races you know, speed, speed, speed. And then the latter part of the day might lean towards closers. So yeah, yeah Oakland, it's it, it, typically, and you know, a lot of people, there's no, there is no such thing as bias. There is, I mean, oh. let's, let's just call it for what it is, but uh, you just gotta kind of have to figure out what that may be. And you know, a lot of times I will say, especially this last meet, I think the track played really, really fair. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Uh, it did seem to be, it seemed to be extremely fair. And it seemed like uh, what happened to a lot of people was you'd have these early maiden races, like with the way that they construct the card, they you'd have these early like Archie bread maiden races or just like cheap maiden claimer where, you know, it's, it's only you know, a few horses are making their first start. And it's like early speed crushes because that's just what happens in maiden races. Yeah. And then everyone gets fooled by that, those first couple races and then get their, their tail handed to them. And then like the third leg of the, the pick five is kind of exactly kind of how it goes. All right. Got to get a word in from our good friends over at underdog fantasy. Underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced scorchers. Go five for five and pick them scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times payout and for a limited time underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars one hundred thousand dollars news on underdog fantasy ten lucky players will dollars each and plus i got a spicy play for you tonight in tonight's bills 
whoever they're playing game. It doesn't matter because it's Josh Allen for the Bills, who is my spicy play, over a half rushing or receiving touchdown. Or sorry, higher. That's right. They don't do over-under. They do higher-lower. It's aspirational at underdog. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And the NBA is back. And to celebrate, we're giving away a NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing NBA underdog using your promo code SGPN and one random winner will get a NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. There we go. Got to get myself a, a re- rehydration interlude in here. Let's good one what's one we haven't used in a while oh here um, we go. yes i'm yes, i'm saying I, I want to mingle you want to mingle yeah now- that's just that's just the star of my sound drop uh uh lineup right there um so in the last few years at oakland park it, it's really changed just with the addition of the sports book i'm talking like building a hotel every, everything else i have you been able to like kind of take a step back and be like man this place has come up or things have or have changed you know as, as of late what what's Definitely. that feeling like seeing seeing the growth you know it's really interesting because you know oaklawn was the same for decade after decade and it just kind of seems like they they hit the fast forward button and are are what they are now you know like you said it kind of started out with uh, a tiny uh little it wasn't a casino at the time, but when we had instant racing and had a little room off of the paddock in the grandstand, and there was a line out the door to right. get in, kind of went from that in a, a very short amount of time to multiple casino expansions, the hotel, the spa, the event center. Um, and it it really is phenomenal to see how rapidly the, the growth happened. Um, and it's just... You know, not only on the front side, but you know, we went to building uh, new barns, and just there's just always seems to be a constant level of upgrades as well. Yeah. With the so something that me and my friends have speculated about with the building of the hotel, have you? Do you think that the building of the hotel has kind of impacted how the track is played a little bit? Because I mean, it's got to throw off how like wind patterns and things like that. Like wind is like the the silent part of the bias that no one ever thinks of. Uh, do you think, uh, you know, the the actual, you know, physical growth of Oakland has changed, you know, how the how the track plays at all? Um, I don't think so. Um, I do know it gets hella colder on winter days when the sun <laughs> kind of comes up the grandstand. <laughs> it gets kind of darker, like it's colder. Yeah. Um, but in regards to how the track is played, I don't think so. But I'm, some people pr- might disagree. Yeah, I you, you'll notice there's a theme here. It's like I'm so I've become such a surface nerd. Like I, I remember a few years ago, I, I found out that there is going to be like a uh, a track maintenance superintendent symposium at, at Oaklawn, and I sent yeah, I, I sent Jen Hoyt an email. I was like, can I can I go? Does it matter do I, if I do I have to be a track superintendent? Like I want to know all your like they were the skull skull and bones of Yale or something. Like I wanted to know all their all their precious secrets. You know what? I have actually been very honored. I have moderated and emceed that symposium for the last five years. Nice. So you can catch after this, 
you can catch me up on everything that that i've missed that happens there yeah i'm very honored i've learned a lot about track surfaces uh just being in the in the same room as all of that talent i uh I just want to be in there to be able to use the words that I've created to uh, to describe <laughs> track surface conditions. Like, is it is it Nutella y or is it more peanut buttery uh, <laughs> today? Um, I think I I tweeted at Vic uh, a, either the last beat or meet before where he was talking about the con- surface condition, and uh, I was like, is it more of a you know a tree based nut spread or is it like a peanut buttery kind of thing? And so it's very uh, food centric. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, food and the viscosity of foods is really yeah. kind of kind of what it you know what it boils down to. I like um, so what do you what do you think of these whippersnappers that are joining you uh, for the for the next meet? Well, now I'm I guess I'm take on the OG role because I'm probably old enough to be both of their parents, um, but I am so beyond excited to have new and fresh talent on the scene that neither of them have, you know, been to the races at Oaklawn. And Oaklawn is is kind of an enigma because of the history of the racetrack, the history of Hot Springs and how those two commingle. Mm-hmm. We've had the, you know, some the same horsemen that have been here for decades and decades. And then there's always that that kind of new shooter that comes on the scene. So it's, it really is, you know, all encompassing, but I am so stoked to work with Crystal, work with Matt, um, talk to both of them, you know, quite frequently. And I actually met Crystal uh, years ago when I was doing the paddock at Indiana Grand and she would yeah. ship in ride. So, and spent a couple hours breaking it down uh, with Matt Ditterman on the phone. So just, absolutely both of them super human beings here i'm going to give you my uh best assessment of matt dinnerman um and that's he is a absolute sweetie pie i don't know yeah. any other way to to describe matt dinnerman other than than sweetie pie and fantastic race caller i'm very excited yeah. for him to to you know he deserves the chance that's for sure and crystal Connie is, is just a delight there's no other way to, to describe her either she's just fantastic i just want to sit around and talk about bluey with her i don't know if she watches bluey and that might be something that's derogatory to australians but i know my kids watch a ton of bluey okay i could talk about it for for forever there's very <laughs> adult themes in in bluey uh if you're if you're un, not familiar um let's get one quick word in from our good folks the nerds at hall of fame bets want you to win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets. Revolutionary parlay... Cool. That was trouble. Revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, we are back. I've got 
Once again, Nancy Holt is joining joining me. It's uh, I told her this is going to last like uh, 30, 40 minutes. I'm going to keep her here uh, two to three hours, um, <laughs> sometimes even with just notable gaps in between questions uh, until I get everything that I want out, out of this. Um, so the addition of the, the sports book, sports betting, um, what's your take on that and how it's, you know, do you think that it's something that is going to allow horse racing to grow? Have you been able to see spots that, that, you know, the addition of sports betting is maybe helping horse racing or do you think it, you know, maybe the, the future is we should all just start talking about baseball more often. <laughs> well, I do love baseball, especially with the world series coming up, but uh, yeah, I think just, being in the game for so long and just to see how it's grown, uh, you know, with the addition of, of social media, you know, everybody's got an opinion about it. Even if they might not be qualified to make one, you still get yeah. a chance to make that opinion um, and make it public for everybody as well. And for them to comment on your opinion. Uh, but yeah, I think sports betting has been a really cool thing. Uh, have it in Arkansas for the last uh, little bit and not only, you know, have, our own ADW for Arkansas-based residents, but also now a sports betting app. So it's just another way, you know, outside of horse racing that Oaklawn has really been able to build its uh, just amazing brand. But I, I'm a sports betting fan, personally. I mean, when mm -hmm. I go to Vegas, I'm hanging out in the book. I'm either yeah. watching races or I'm looking for, you know, some, some prop bets to play. But I, I've always been a huge fan of sports books. What, what's your, what's your book whenever you're in Vegas? Um, I'm a big win fan. Okay. Like the book of the win. I mean, they, they treat you exceptionally well. It's, uh, was circa i think circa was the the last time i was out there with uh with xfl gym we went out there and actually catch an xfl game and then ended up basically just in the circa book the the entire time um which nothing nothing surprises people more than winning xfl uh football bets it's like oh we offered the okay good to good to know uh all right so we, we've we've felt each other out we got the getting to know you stuff out of the way now i want the straight dope here the just the the pure Winning information. Tell me all of your best Oakland Park angles, please, and thank you. Ooh, I really am a big uh, owner trainer angle, or sorry, trainer jockey angle type okay. person. Um, and if a trainer safe, and it's not uncommon for a trainer here at Oakland to have you know two in a race, and it's still foreign to me that they uncouple injuries. Very rarely do you see coupled injuries anymore. Uh, kind of figuring out. Uh, you know, kind of the jockey dynamics and all it's not beneath me to uh, pick up the phone and call a bunch of jock agents and say, well, why'd you pick this horse over this horse? Um, so I like to get kind of beneath the surface, figure out uh, why things are playing out the way that they are. Um, I like a good class dropper. I, especially Oakland is a really a good handful of trainers are exceptional first off the claim. Um looking at you know some the, the workouts and backside chatter is a really good source as well that so i definitely i know what you're talking about with the drops uh in class we call it the dio stop drop and pop here with dia diodoro picks a horse up drops in class pops first off the claim um yeah also the i mean 
I've definitely noticed the something with the uh, the same thing with kind of the, the the combinations, like who's live based off who they're they're putting in. And I always tell people that playing the jockey game is is dangerous, but like when you can do it like Nancy is doing it, where she can actually like talk to the agents and everything. It's not me being like, well, you know, I think what probably happened here is uh, he wanted to ride on this horse, so that's why. I, has to ride this one. Yeah. Uh, doing it like I do it, not great. Doing it like Nancy does it, much, much better idea. I will just say for for the record. Um, man, I I can't thank you enough for for dropping by and coming in. I like, I saw the other day we were like 50 days away, something like that from, from the Oakland Park. Maybe. Yeah, we're now less than 50 days away. And actually, we're going to have horses on the grounds this time next week. Whoa. So you know, because they're kicking a lot of trainers out of Keeneland, you know, to make room for the sale horses. So we get the benefit of that. So, sure. uh, you know, a lot of times you might see those horses that that come in earlier than others get a really good chance to train over the surface, kind of get their their feet wet, so to speak. So that's another thing I'll, I'll sometimes take into consideration when handicapping early in the meet. Yeah, actually, and you reminded me something that I was I was going to ask and forgot to put on the on the outline here. But it was uh, with the the change in timing of the meet. You know, going from you know starting mid January, uh, running until like the beginning or sorry mid April, and now going from basically the beginning of December all the way into May. Uh, how much of a of a grind is it is it now? Because I mean, you have the trade off with how many days you're racing, of course. But right. you know, it's it's still, it's a lot, right? It, it is a lot, you know, and, and this come, upcoming meet is 66 days. And, you know, last year with the addition of, of two-year-olds, that was very foreign for everybody. Yeah. And uh, obviously it's extremely late in their two-year-old campaign, but still nonetheless, we've got two-year-olds racing for the first time since way back, the, way back when. I think maybe the, it'd been, 50 years or something since we'd raced two-year-olds at Oakland and, you know, now staying until May, so to speak, it does make for a really kind of a long season, but also it's kind of nice because people love to come to hot springs and more and more horsemen are buying homes in hot springs or buying mm -hmm. second homes. And you're also seeing an influx of trainers actually stay here year round and ship when Oakland's not in season. So, uh, we definitely, uh, Hot Springs certainly embraces racing and they, they have for more than a century and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So, so I, I've decided that the best way to make millions of dollars in Arkansas, you know, horse racing is to <laughs> breed the world's greatest Arky bread. Um, oh, nice. if it could run against open company. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have it just whenever you need money, just as an ATM, just dip it into Arky Bread competition and, you know, take the Lasix off for the little extra bonus and just boom. I mean, yeah, I'll take yeah, that money. The fact that, that Arkansas Breads race for the same amount as Open is huge. And, yeah. you know, this year they, they raise purses even more. And, you know, allowance racers are going to start at 140. Maiden specials start at 115. I mean, the, the lowest purse that we have in the condition book is $30,000. So, I mean, it, it just tells you why so many people come here, why we have good field sizes. Uh, they upped the, the stakes or the purses for the Arkansas Derby, a bunch of other graded stakes. So it just is a testament to just the growth that we are mm. always uh getting to take advantage of 
See, now I got the wheels turning. I've got – now I'm just I'm, – I'm making uh, interview jazz now because th- this is 100% just like, you know, off the cuff. You hate jazz. Yeah. You fear jazz. Huh? Ah, Shut yeah. your mouth. Yeah, you fear jazz, don't no, you? No, I don't. You fear the lack of rules. No. The lack of boundaries. Oh, it's a fence. No, it's soft. Ah, what's happening? The shapes, the chaos. So, Oakland Park, we have this thing of claiming horses. For example, like, we claim American Pharaoh as ours. We can't claim... Of course we do. Cur- we claim Curlin as ours. We claim Smarty Gun Jones. <laughs> Gunrunner, Smarty Jones, all... all. Well, wh- why do we do that? Why Why can't we just... Is it, is it Arkansas inferiority complex? Is that why we do this? Why wouldn't we? That's a good point. I- they kind of, I like to think, you know, a lot of horses did get, you know, uh, their their launching pad, you know, here here at Oakland. I mean, hell, we got the American Pharaoh statue. You know how many times a day people are taking their picture in front of it? That it's, thing is so dope. Oh, my God, it's sick. I, I can't tell you, so cool. I can't tell you during tournaments how many cigarettes I've chain smoked just right up in front of Pharaoh. <laughs> just... just second hand it all up in pharaoh's face uh uh, if my wife is listening uh that was a couple years ago and i have not touched any cigarettes (laughs) since that point uh please don't kill me um also now with the extension of the season there seemed to be a lot a a more tactical decision as to where we're going to put the arkansas derby because now we want our arkansas derby winner to win the kentucky derby so that then then we can claim right. that kentucky derby winner as our own at, at oakland okay yeah, i think yeah. i might have gotten to the bottom of this but what do you what do you think yeah. of the the move to you know I, I it's almost like what is it the very beginning march. of april now the, the last no, week of, of the march very end of march now yeah so um and it's really kind of cool because it's it's actually march 30th and Easter is the very next day. So it kind of works out because every year after Arkansas Derby, we are all nap. dead to the world. Yeah. Don't get home till nine o'clock that night. Have to be back here at seven in the morning. So it's like, yay, we get to hunt eggs and not come to work the next day. But, you yeah. know, this is the earliest we've ever, you know, in my era had the Arkansas Derby because it's that much further out, especially now with all the heister rules and all the medication changes it, it's a benefit to those horses to you know compete in the three-year-old series here at oakland so right. uh, a lot of people and i've talked to a lot of top tier trainers they specifically bring their horse to oakland if they do have derby hopes be, one because of the crowds because there's not a whole lot of other tracks where on arkansas derby day it's the norm to get between forty-five to 60,000 people in the grandstand, in the infield, screaming and hollering at every race. And they get every possible experience along the way, potentially to the Kentucky Derby right here in Hot Springs. I always want horses like Patch and Un Ojo to draw the most far outside post because I think they have the right <laughs> eye. So that they can't see anybody running to the inside, and they literally think that everyone there is there for them. Like it's just <laughs> they're they're awesome. just here to watch me gracefully run around this dirt track, you know. Just be like a walkover, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah, just me. Uh, all right, that is, guys. Whatever Oakland 
gets off and running this what what's the opening day December 8th Friday, December, December 8th post 12:30 Yeah, I'm just going to throw out random uh incorrect World War II dates with it. So remember Pearl Harbor Day <laughs> opening uh Oakland Park uh, which means that there's only a matter of time that uh, there will be a international corned beef shortage because we'll have the 10 cent corned beef. We'll have On the, the that will be yeah. December. Yeah. Nickel soda. Can't beat a nickel soda. Um, Nancy, thank you so much for joining guys. Whenever Oakland is running, uh, watch everything that Nancy does on the track feed. She's a heck of a handicapper herself. Uh, and thank you so much for joining. This has once again been just a just bucket list. Boom. Oh, it, it's it's my honor. You know, you had Crystal, you had Matt, and I'm thinking, is he going to call? Am I on the list? But I, it, I, you were you're definitely definitely on the list. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was. I I didn't know if I was good enough for this occasion. Uh, but me and my oh. therapist worked through it, and uh, really, I just got you know had all the confidence <laughs> in the world for this one. Well, when you come out to the races, you got to let me know. We'll go hang out in the paddock and, and do a segment together. You want a funny story about me in the in the paddock? Always. Okay. Uh, so uh, I, I'm good friends with uh, Tim Stedman, titan of litigation, as I like to call him. Uh, he works for uh, uh, John Holloman, who we know owns some horses that under uh, under Dio. That's and, really uh, yeah, he's, man, talk about coming up. Uh, yeah. He went from having two to being in the, you know, in contention for the owner title last right. year yeah uh, it's just whenever i guess whatever mike sisk said it, it's it's right on or i for me from now on that you know he was able to just slide in and fill that fill that gap but yeah uh i'm there uh my buddy caleb knight who's been on the show a few times uh he was in town uh with his with his dad for the races uh we're hanging out in john holloman's box and my buddy tim is like hey uh, do you want to come down to the paddock for when they saddle the next one? You know, we can hang out. You can meet Deodora. We're like, great. Okay. Um, and so we're just hanging out in the paddock and uh, long story short, the horse never showed up. They, it was, it like acted up. And so it was, they had to saddle it on the track. So we were just standing on the track feed, just, you know, hanging saddling at an invisible horse for, <laughs> you know, 15, 20 minutes in the, in the Oakland paddock. It was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. It was not as embarrassing as that time I terrified uh, Acacia Clement. That's a story for another time. All right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I've told it on here so many times. I'll tell you. I'll tell it off air. Um, that's going to do it for us here at the Notorious OTB. Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Thanks again to Nancy Holthus. We'll catch you tomorrow. Uh, races recovering TBD. That's right. More jazz. We'll see you next time.